Well, hello there, and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher, and hopefully you. You are the key person we wait for. With your lived experiences, we learn and grow together, and that's how the mystical body of Christ works. So, Jerry, we're asking the question today of our Take Two family. Do you feel appreciated by your family? Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, if that's if by family you mean the, the Take thing. Two family, then yeah, we all feel appreciated by the Take Two family, and we appreciate all of those who are part of that Take Two family. But I think we're talking about, what, biological family here? Is that the idea? Uh, I I believe so, okay. yeah. Do you feel appreciated by your immediate family? Yeah. We can start with that. Um, and then also we can branch out to your extended family members, your friends, because that can be your, your family support. Um, but do you feel appreciated by those around you that you, you interact with the most? Um, so let's talk about it. Please call in. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. And, you know, actually, Ace McKay uh, just reminded us of something. Please keep in mind that we are very fast. Um, We're a live, um, safe platform for you to call in and share your experiences, your wisdom, your knowledge, and and just share some details about your life. But we can't cover everything in just a a short call. So please um, be brief, but try to... Uh, get as much information and the details as possible about the situation so we can comment and have a really good, healthy discussion because we don't want to leave things um, just half uh, said or half addressed. And that, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't be helpful for folks. So just please make sure of that. Um, and when you call in at 833-288-3986, it's like my dad used to say, give us the Reader's Digest version. Well, as the saying goes, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. But we're asking you today, do you feel appreciated by your family? This could be your parents and your siblings. This could be your spouse and your kids. It could be extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins, um, you know, whatever family relationships you have. Do you feel like you are valued, that they look to you with respect and honor? Or do you sometimes feel like, you know, I just uh, I just don't know that I'm getting the uh, the respect and honor and dignity that that is due to me. We can talk talk about that. If you want to join us, phone lines are wide open right now at 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Do you feel appreciated by your family? So I'm going to go ahead and answer that question uh, first. Um, And Jerry, for the most part, I do. Um, I definitely feel appreciated by Marty, my husband, um, and my family, for my birth family, uh, for the most part, I do. I, uh, my sister is very, very, very kind, um, and and so is my brother and my and my other sister um, uh, from Pennsylvania as well. The other the other two, I don't really keep in contact with that much, and so. Um, but for the most part, I really do. My mom and dad, they definitely appreciated. Um, my efforts in the family, definitely. And Mm -hmm. they have gone on to meet the Lord. But I think, you know, there were times when I didn't feel appreciated. And let me just, let me just share that, that those were painful times where you were just, you know, trying to get the acknowledgement, um, the validation, the affirmation that you were on the right track and doing a good thing for the family. And when you don't get that, it can really, it can really uh, be hard on your, on your heart and and, and your mind. And I know others feel the same way because we're starting to get the uh, phone lines are starting to light up, Jerry. Yeah. How about you, Jerry? Do you feel appreciated? Well, yeah, overall I do. Let me give that number again and then I can share. Uh, The number is 833 
288-388-3986. Do you feel appreciated, valued? Are you, do you sense that you are honored by your family, immediate family, extended family? Um, I do, actually. Um, I, I have the, my three brothers are all that are left in my immediate family. My, my late sister has gone to be with the Lord and my parents. But I think I always have, you know. Um, it's interesting that, you know, the relationship I have with my three brothers, we're all very like-minded, uh, you know, culturally and socially and for the most part religiously and faith. And a couple of them are not practicing the faith. But, you know, I, I really do, uh, you know, feel that they, they value and respect me. And I try to show that back to them. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, yes, I do feel uh, that I am uh, valued by my family. Well, I remember one time, um, and Joe, your brother, was working in ministry with us, and I remembered um, you both were so kind to each other, constantly mm-hmm. saying thank you. Joe would say, oh, thank you, Jerry. And you'd say, oh, thank you, Joe. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jerry. Thank you, Joe. It was really sweet. Yeah. So, and, and I think those thank yous uh, go a long way, wouldn't you say? I, yeah, I really do believe they do. And uh, I think, you know, what we have to do is we have to approach our family relationships with tender, loving care. You know, we need to be respectful. We need to listen. We need to take in and absorb other people's, you know, opinions and positions on things and, you know, not be quick to just get out the uh, the hammer and just hammer away at them. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's what I try to do anyway. And Take Two Family, we want to hear from you today. Do you feel appreciated by your family? That's the question we're asking, and all you have to do is pick up the phone. Oh, no, come on. The phone is probably in your hand, your cell phone, 833-288-3986. Make that call. Speak to Matt Kabinsky. He is wonderful to talk to. You'll chat with him for a few minutes. He'll put you on hold. You'll get to listen live, and you'll slip right into the discussion, just like we're in your uh, virtual living room, kind of shooting the breeze, changing the world together, right? Um, So we do need your help. If you just tripped onto the station and you happen to stumble upon Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, this is your show, a safe platform, a live call-in show for you to um, share your wisdom. So please don't uh, pass this up. Don't uh, think somebody else is going to call for you. If you feel that little nudge in your spirit, we believe it's the Holy Spirit. So call 833-288-3986. If you'd like, you can post on the social media video streams on Facebook or YouTube, waving at all of you great folks who are listening there. You always have a great chat going, so let us hear what your comments are about feeling appreciated by your family. If you want to send a, a concise email, you can do it to take2 at EWTN.com because we kind of review them on the fly here and try to squeeze some in if we can. And, of course, you can post on the show website, which is Take2Show.com. And just a little plug for our prayer wall there. You know, we are a praying family, and you can post your prayer intentions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the entire Take2 family around the world will be lifting you up and whatever's important to you. So take advantage of that. I just realized why I'm so, I, I don't know, this week I just get, I feel like a little kid going towards Christmas, and I realize <laughs> what it is. You know what it is? What? It's Padre Pio's feast day this oh, Saturday. There you go. Yeah, see? I just love yeah. him. What a what, what a talking? great, great saint. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about him on Friday, Friday show. All right, guys. Take two family, here you go. Do you feel appreciated by your family? Join those already on the line at 833 288 3986 feel appreciated by your family? We want to know. We care. So please call us 
888-298-3986. That's the number to call. In fact, put that phone number on your refrigerator. I think it would really help because that's the live call-in show for EWTN shows. And so it's important to have that ready so that if you have something to say, you can jump right in. Okay, before we get to the phones, Jerry wanted to share Mother Mary plush doll. Meet the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, handcrafted from super soft plush and standing at 10 inches tall. This Mother Mary plush doll is sure to become your little one's favorite companion. Cradling the baby Jesus, Mary is dressed in classic blue and white and has an embroidery details on the crown and face that makes this piece even more of a treasure. Check out other plush doll styles available at EWTNRC.com and start your Christmas shopping early. All 10-inch plush dolls come tagged with feast day and uh, patronage information, and they're washable, uh, safe, and non-toxic. I always look for that. Available now at EWTNRC.com. Free standard shipping on online orders of $75 or more. Standard shipping is for the continental U.S. only, so use code FREE at checkout. Mm -hmm. Jerry, I'm just going to say this. We're already close to October. I already started my Christmas shopping in August, just to let you know. Well, I was going to say, it's not too early to be doing that, um, uh, you know, especially because, well, I just remember my late sister, Mary, she was ju- just a master. She would do Christmas shopping all through the whole year. Oh, wow. She would see things. She would she would find, you know, $30 sweatshirts on the bargain table for 5 bucks in June, and she would buy it and put it away, and that's gave it to somebody, the next, you know, the following Christmas, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, we really encourage you to do a lot of your shopping. Get faith gifts for, for mm-hmm. the, those that you love, really. Enhance the faith lives of the people you love. Shop EWTNRC.com. We're going to get to social media shortly. Ethan, Anna Marie, and Timoteo have weighed in there. You can do so as well. And also by phone at 833-288-3986. Do you feel appreciated by your family? If so, tell us why. And if not, you know, um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit as well. Okay, Isaac was up first calling from Thompson, Ohio, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Isaac. Hey, how are you guys? Great. So glad you called. Hey, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, so what do you got for us here? So, okay, so basically I'm in a relationship with a woman that's going through a two-year divorce. It's, you know... Her husband's in the rearview mirror, but we live together, and my parents and my family do not like it. Okay. Well, I think there are reasons why they might uh, not be, um, you know, doing cartwheels over this, Isaac. Um, you know, because uh, are you are you are you are you a Catholic, Isaac? A practicing Catholic, go to mass and so forth. Uh, I'm kind of uh, a mutt when it comes to religions. Okay. But I believe in God for sure. Okay. Well, I think all we can do then is just kind of share from a Catholic perspective, because that's what this show and this network are. And really, um, you know, if, uh, if someone's going through a divorce, it's, it's really, from, from again, from that standpoint, probably not a great idea to be dating somebody because, you know, then you might have to go through annulment processes or something. What if the divorce doesn't go through? So that's one thing there. And, and you mentioned that you're, the two of you are living together already, and that would be also, you know, problematic uh, from, a, from a Catholic moral standpoint. But again, as you said, you're, you're kind of uh, uh, all over the map religiously and faith-wise. So anyway, I know, Debbie, you could probably articulate what I'm trying to say a lot better than I am. 
Well, it sounds like your family is, they, they are practicing the faith, Isaac? Again, they're all over the map, too. Oh, they are. Okay. Okay, so they are, and you are as well. Okay. Okay. My but dad, my, Yeah, my dad's a practicing Christian, and my mom's a practicing Jew. So okay. I kind of, uh, but. Okay. So, so would you say maybe they're just cautious for you? They're just, you know, worried that, you know, you're going down this path and you're living with this woman and then, you know, things aren't finalized yet. Not even sure, you know, where, where it stands. I mean, obviously you've, you've developed some kind of a relationship uh, because you're living together. So I think it, don't you think it's kind of normal? I mean, do you have children of your own, Isaac? No. Okay. Okay. So, well, it's kind of normal, I think, for parents to be worried to make sure that they're, they're uh, you know, adult children, uh, young children for sure, but adult children that, you know, that they're, that they're okay and that it's a, it's a good future for them. So obviously they must be seeing some things or some things m- must be um, emerging that maybe they're a little bit concerned about, maybe? I don't think so. I'm a very, I consider myself a very good person. I do regular uh, social responsibility work. My wife is an extremely good person. She cares about everybody, and we make each other better people. So I don't really think that a two-year-old document with the state of Ohio, you know, people make mistakes. Jesus forgives mistakes. So she married a guy that maybe wasn't right for her and then she got divorced and now i'm married to the most wonderful person in the world not married legally because i can't marry her because she's still married but i really don't think that i really think i try to make my best to be a very good person and i think that it's kind of like a technicality like who cares we're in love we're good people who cares she was married to someone that wasn't right for her before Right, right. But um, may I just ask a quick question just to get the details? We don't want to miss any details. Did she have children in this marriage, Isaac? Two. She had two children. Okay. Two boys. Yeah. Well, but but let me just share this uh, from from just from a a practical standpoint, and then also from a spiritual standpoint, Isaac. I mean that they started a family. Okay, so so I understand that she may have made a mistake with him, but they started a family. They have an obligation. They have a responsibility um, uh, by God. I mean, because, you know, God wants us to to um, come together as as men and women and 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 uh, procreate and to to pass on pass on uh, the the faith and to continue on with life. So um, I, I understand what you're saying that that she may 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 have made a mistake with him and maybe personality wise they they didn't mesh and you you work better with her. I get that, but but do you, do you see maybe that that that's not. I understand it. And I also understand you saying you're a good person and you do good things. I don't doubt that at all. I'm sure you're a wonderful person. Okay. But there's also the way God set it up. And then, then the way we choose to do the things we want to do. Would you, how do you feel about that? What I just said? I guess my main question would be also to ask you a kind of uncomfortable question. Sure. But if God is all-powerful and all-knowing, then kind of the one that put her in my life. I can't argue with that either. Like, she's the perfect person for me. She 
is in my life. So if God was all-powerful, how did he let that one slip? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so let me just answer first, and then, and then Jerry, will, Jerry will share some, something more pr- profound to say. Okay, but Isaac, let me just share this with you. Yes, God all-knowing, all-powerful, absolutely, but God also... The one beautiful gift we all have, Isaac, is the is our free will, our ability to choose right and wrong and this and that and left and right and everything, okay? And that is the one gift that God does not um, step over or step on because he wants uh, all of us to come to a full understanding and knowledge with our own development. So I understand what you're saying, and I agree with that, that he's all-knowing, all-powerful, but there's also choices that are, that are being made. So everybody, everybody it, life is all about choices. We make choices, we, we um, enter into the consequences of those choices, whether they are good consequences or they're not so good. So I, I just want you to, to see that everybody plays a part with our, with our choices and the act of, act of our will um, when it comes to what we're going to do for God or against God. So there is, there is that dynamic as well. What do you say, Jerry? I can't really add to that. I, I, Isaac, I don't want you to feel like, you know, we're kind of ganging up on you here because, um, you know, we've offered a lot of, you know, thoughts about, you know, why you want, might want to proceed with caution here. Um, so don't, don't, don't take it as though we're ganging up on you. I think what, what Debbie and I would probably agree on most is we want the best for you. You know, we want mm-hmm. the best for this, this woman that you're dating as well. And so I think we could just uh, may, maybe finish by, by encouraging you to just look at it again, you know, try and look at it maybe through the eyes of God, maybe try, uh, you know, try faith, try faith on for a size, uh, you know, maybe you talk to a, a local priest or a pastor or something, and maybe, maybe share with this uh, wonderful lady that you're dating right now that you want to, you want to do this in a godly way, and maybe start talking that through, and who knows where God will lead that. If God has mm-hmm. put the two of you in each other's life for a specific purpose, um, I, I know Debbie would agree with me, Isaac, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we believe that God would work out uh, all of the important details for you. What do you think? Well, okay, so I know you called my faith all over the map, because I'm kind of an a la carte guy, mm-hmm. because I don't, you know, I've read the Old Testament, I've read the New Testament, I've read the Quran, I've read all of it, mm-hmm. and I kind of pick and choose the things that I like, and the part about Jesus that I like is that he loves everybody, and mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a dichotomy, or it kind of goes against it, I feel like. If two good people love each other and are doing nothing wrong, and let's be honest, he's used to punch her. You're not supposed to do that in any Bible. So God might have moved her out of his life into mine, and I don't really feel like two loving people that are just making each other better. And we believe in God 100%, 1,000%. I say grace every time I eat, but, you know, the world is... You know, weird. It moves around. There's moving parts. So, I don't know. Yeah. I thought... Okay, can I just add one quick yeah, thing? Then, Isaac, based on what you just said, if if you truly feel that God put you and this special woman together, then then maybe just explore your Christian faith with her and go deep in Scripture and really dive deeply in your your Christian um, belief. If I know you said you pick and choose certain things, but but go go on you know straight 
deep 100% Christianity and see where that takes you because it, it's only going to better your relationship. Wouldn't you agree? I can't just, and I know, I know you guys are like, this is your whole life, like Christianity. <laughs> it but is. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with other people? Like, what, you know, in, and I know I, you can cut me off if you want. I know this is probably inappropriate to say, but from the Christian belief, Hitler's going to heaven, and the Dalai Lama's going to hell. And that doesn't fair. So that's what I mean when I say pick and choose. I mean, like, right. do I know that God is the, the best? Yes. Do I know that the earth is beautiful and that people are wonderful? Yes. But do I believe a book that was written by, let's be honest, men? I don't believe men that much. I believe in God. I don't believe in men. All right, Isaac, yeah, this is, you know, you mentioned, you know, us possibly cutting you off. Well, we, we do have to move on, but it's not because of anything you're saying. It's just because we have other calls, and we're about to 10 and a half minutes into the, the conversation with you. But um, I would just say, you know, the Catholic Church does not say that Adolf Hitler's in heaven. We don't say that he's in hell. We don't say that Dalai Lama's in hell. Uh, the church does not make proclamations like that. The church makes proclamations about the holy men and women who have achieved great deal of sanctity in this life, and those are the people that we call saints. But um, Isaac, there are some some shows that you might want to consider also Dr. calling David into, Anders. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dr. David Anders called the communion. Uh, that's on at 2 p.m. Eastern time, and then there's open line. I think right after that. And Catholic Answers Live, there are a lot of shows uh, on this network of EWTN. You're listening for a reason. Somehow you found uh, found EWTN on the Station of the Cross. So you'll be in our prayers, and um, we wish you the best, Isaac. We really do. That's, like I said mm-hmm. earlier, we want only the good for you and for this woman that you are dating as well. So thank you for Absolutely. the call. We appreciate that. And I enjoy Isaac's spirit. I think he's got a lot of passion, yeah. and that's it, it's, that's for a very interesting debate. I agree. Okay, um, we need to share this. Ethan on YouTube. Ethan, we're waving to you. My son is so appreciative of me and my cooking. My mom was always so thankful to me, and I would I would wonder why when I did so little while why she did so much for me and I could never repay her. My dad as well. Isn't that true? Moms do that. They do so much. Uh, Anna Marie says, I'm the baby of the families. Uh, I am too, Anna Marie. They appreciated me like one appreciates a screen door on a submarine. Oh, baby sisters are a pain. But in my adult years, that changed and I was the one they called. Yeah, that's the same with me, Anna Marie. Isn't that interesting? Timoteo says, I'm the third born of four, yet I am not appreciated. It's more like a taken for granted. Mm. Hmm, That's a bummer. Well, I would just say, Timoteo, knowing you like we do, Debbie knows you a little bit better than I mm-hmm. do through correspondence, but I would say, you know, perhaps one of the reasons your family takes uh, takes you for granted is because you're just a great human being, you know? You are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just a great soul, and we appreciate you so much being a part of the Take-Two family, but, um, you know, it doesn't mean uh, that we, we want to allow ourselves to be taken for granted, but sometimes that can happen. And the good news is, Timoteo, we don't take you for granted. Yeah, we love right, you very, you very, very much. Mm-hmm. So that's the good. That's that's what I love about the Take Two family. Okay, we're getting some comments coming in about Isaac. They said, they said Isaac, you you have a, a great um, uh, a great attitude in the sense for for the debate. I agree. I like Isaac's passion. Way to go! I mean, I think you should have more conversations, Isaac. If you're still listening, please ca- call into Dr. David Anders or Catholic Answers Live or one of the other shows where you can continue that healthy um, conversation about Christianity, Jerry. Mm -hmm. 
We have many more calls we're going to get to in a moment. Please, if you're on the line, hang in there. Minerva will be next in Florida. Beth is in central New York. Linda is in Cleveland. We have a phone line open. Do you feel appreciated by your family? Yes or no? And if you want to share some details as to why you come to that conclusion, you may do so. 833-288-3986. feel appreciated by your family? That's the question we're asking today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We hope you join us. You still have time. Here's the number, 833-288-3986. And before we go to Minerva, as Jerry promised, we uh, wanted to share a couple things that are happening around the country. Our friends in Iowa need to hear from you next week. Iowa Catholic Radio is airing their fall fundraiser all next week. So if you're listening to any of their eight stations in Iowa or anywhere, please support your EWTN Catholic radio station. And today starts the three-day pledge drive for Sacred Heart Radio in Seattle and the surrounding areas. We're super excited. Um, I get to um, host the pledge Drive Jerry and um, one of the premium gifts that they are they are giving away is uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis, um, the book that his mom wrote about mm-hmm. him, and I'm very excited about that because, as you know, Jerry, I know that book inside and out, so it'll be easy for me to share snippets of that book. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening in the Sacred Heart Radio in Seattle area, please give generously. And when your local listening area comes to you, we are listener supported Catholic radio, so step up, folks. It's very very, very important. We need Catholic Radio now more than ever. Okay, speaking of now, without any further delay, let's go to Minerva in Florida, listening on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Minerva. What are your thoughts on feeling appreciated by your family? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm a 74-year-old grandmother, great-grandmother. Bless you. And um, I am an only child. And I had one child. My son gave me four granddaughters. And um, <laughs> I, find, I find it hard to, to talk about this stuff, but I wanted to get it off my chest. <laughs> sure. mm-hmm. um, I, I feel invisible to my grandchildren. Um, there are three of them living here in Florida, and one lives in New York. The oldest lives in New York, and she has two daughters, my two great-granddaughters, which I haven't seen in a couple of years. My oldest granddaughter has cut me off. I mean, she kind of cut the family off. She's claiming, I, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but she says she has mental issues. She has tried to commit suicide a couple of times, and, you know, she's just a total mess. But she's kind of cut the family off. We used to talk frequently, but she doesn't even call me anymore. Um, she doesn't work, so I know she has a problem with that. And I paid off her student loan. I didn't even get a thank you. So I'm kind of, you know, hurt about that, but I'm trying to let it go. <laughs> um the other two, the youngest granddaughter is 12 years old, so I can't say anything bad about her. <laughs> She's been my my angel, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I take her out to, you know, water parks and, and whatever. So, you know, we, we get a chance to spend together. But the other two older ones that are in their third, one is in her 30s. The other one is in her 20s, 25 or something like that. And I don't get a call from them. I don't get any. So I feel invisible. I feel like, you know, I remember growing up and we're a small family, you know, uh, I remember growing up and doing Labor Day and Fourth of July with the family, with the cousins. You know, like I said, a small family, but we always got together. And they're all gone. I'm the elder now. At seventy-four, I'm the elder. Does anybody call me and invite me to things or no? Nothing, nothing. And like I said, I feel invisible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, well, just a couple things, Minerva. Sorry to hear that you have these, you know, kind of hotter, hotter, cold relationships with the the granddaughters. Just a couple things that came to my mind. First of all, you know, brain health challenges are a real and serious thing. So Mm -hmm. this this one granddaughter that you have who claims to be going through, um, you know, mental health, brain health challenges, that's uh, very, very likely a real thing, especially if she has gotten very desperate, you know, and, and considered suicide. I think the best thing you can do for them is just be yourself, be the best you you can possibly be. And you mentioned, you know, you're sort of the, the leader of the band right now. You're the matriarch. You're the one that at some point, Minerva, I have to believe they're going to look to you because you are, like you said, that that that, that matriarch figure of the, of the family. And I just have to believe that you know, there may come a day when they say, you know, well, let's go to let's go to grandma. You know, she's she's the last one we have, and and they may turn to you for some kind of help. So I know you'd be ready to do that. I really believe that you will. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Debbie, go ahead. I agree with you, Jerry. I think that's a that's a wonderful position to be in, and outlook and disposition. Uh, be ready. Be that lighthouse, Minerva. That lighthouse that's there for when they want to come back home to find their way back home to to a, a supporting family. Um, the one thing I I just will share. With you, Minerva, um, we do life coaching on a regular basis, and um, we're hearing, um, and I've been hearing this for many years now, and it's it's gotten worse, especially, and some people said, well, post-pandemic, it, it, it's gotten better, Pe- family relationships have come together because we realized how much we need our family, um, but, uh, but that's not necessarily a true statement. It's actually split families apart and people are kind of going on their own island and going their own way. And Minerva, I will just say this, unfortunately, in the, in the time and day and age that we live in, um, grandparents and parents are not really respected the same way when we were being raised, when we were growing up. And I would just, and I would just also say this, if, you know, not comparison because you're trying to say, well, I've got it better than the person next to me, or, or I've got it worse or trying to look to the right or to the left to try and compare, but just to understand what's going on in the world. I think, I think you're in a better position than most grandparents and great grandparents. At least your grandchildren acknowledge you. Um, we, Jerry and I work with families all the time where grandparents aren't even addressed or or acknowledged at all. Nothing like they don't, like when you say you feel invisible, they literally are invisible. And so I don't know if that makes you feel better, but I just want to let you know, you're a step up of what's really happening with other people in the world. Any comments? I don't stand alone. (laughs) I don't stand alone. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
Yeah. I don't know if that brought you, if that brought you any comfort. I mean, I know it's not going to make the situation better, but it, at least you can understand that it's not necessarily about you personally. Do you see what I'm, you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So what, what do we do? So what do we do? People are always going to say, okay, Jerry and Debbie, you, you diagnosed the problem. <laughs> you stated the problem. What do you do about it? We do what's right by God. Okay, you paid off that student loan because you felt it was the right thing to do. You're going to be honored by God. And and that's what we do. We go for that higher that higher calling, that higher picture. And we we try not to let our hearts um get hurt by what's really going on with the world and we stay above it. That's what we we are called to do as Christians. We do we do everything for God first. Period. What do you, what do you say, Minerva? Yes, I, I didn't look at it that way, but yes, that might make sense. I I say my rosaries every day. I do the Divine Mercy every day. So I, yeah, you're right. I just didn't go that route. <laughs> you're right. Well, and there's no doubt, Minerva, you pray for all of your family members when you pray those rosaries in the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And that's that. those prayers are not... Uh, God is hearing them. You know, God will not ignore those prayers, especially coming from your heart that is obviously hurting over this whole thing. And God, uh, Jesus can relate, Mary can relate. So as you say these prayers, just be expectant, you know, be expectant that God might provide some breakthroughs uh, somewhere along the way, but just keep those prayers going and, and just trust in God. Because as Debbie said, really, it's, God is going to definitely honor you and your heart for, for where you, you know, mm-hmm. your position on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. You're a good soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you are. You are. Beautiful soul, Minerva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. God bless you. Yeah. And and I just wanted to say when we say when I said diagnose, we don't diagnose anything. That I said that loosely. What I was trying to, yeah. what I meant was, we're not uh, doctors or any type of specialists in mental health issues. Although we are crisis um, um, uh, coaches, life coaches, and we also are catechists. Okay, so that we we can speak to. Um, but what I meant by uh, that is that we can assess a situation just by some of the details that you uh, communicate. Um, not all, not all the time. We're not going to, we're not in your homes. You know, we don't see the day to day, but we also see from doing this show, wouldn't you agree, Jerry, uh, kind of the trends that are happening in the world. Yeah. Plus, you know, we're in the same world. <laughs> We've mm-hmm. all got our own challenges with, mm-hmm. with family and, and other situations. So um, yeah, thank you for clarifying that, though. Um, the line Minerva was on is open if you would like to join us. Do you feel appreciated by your family? 833-288-3986. Linda, hang on. In Cleveland, you're right after Beth, who snuck in just before you in central New York, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Beth. Hi. Hello. Welcome. For, hello. First of all, I'd like to say my prayers are with Isaac, whom I feel is searching, and I've been there too, and I just want to encourage Isaac, if he's listening, Jesus says to seek seek first my righteousness, seek the righteousness of God, and all these things shall be added unto you, and I just 
will say to him, seek after the truth, and God will come to you. And to Minerva, I am a grandmother, too. I've never met my grandfather, and I may never meet her because of circumstances. But um, when we're alone and older and feel like our family isn't paying attention, I have found that developing hobbies and crafts to give to other people, to sew or make things, to give to the homeless, and to get involved with something other than myself, than my self-pity, even though I have it, lifts a little bit. But the reason I called is because my heart goes out to the folks who have a so-called mental illness, which supposedly I have had since I was 15 and I'm now 67. <clears throat> I really do feel that the Lord God Almighty has been working ever since I was a child in my life and spirit and helped me to heal and cope with this so-called illness. But there is a stigma, and I am encouraged by um, this COVID thing, um, one way or another, brought about an awareness to depression and anxiety. And I would, I'm would i not sure where the Catholic Church is on the uh, mental illness thing now. Now, I am just starting to take the RCAI classes after searching for God all of my life through all different religions, like um, Isaac is doing. I've come to the Catholic faith and realized that that's the way to go uh, with the ancient church of Peter. Um, But I do have this so-called mental illness, and it does keep me. It doesn't keep me, but people, if they know about it, they sometimes treat me differently. My family may or may not respect or love me the way I feel they should, but I forgive. I I want to forgive the world at large for not um, understanding certain mental illnesses. But my question is, if if I'm going to join the Catholic Church, which I hope to, can I talk to a priest? I've always wanted, Jesus told me when I was a child and became mentally ill, there's a reason I became ill and sick, and it's to prove to the world that he is God and he heals. And I feel I need to come forward and say, look, I've had this mental illness y'all think I've had, and, you know, I've been with doctors and everything, but look what God has done for me, and I feel that that's what why, why, because I was a born-again Christian when I became mentally ill, I, I really feel that, that, that this is some sort of road God has me on, but I need to know, Is it? I think I should talk to the priest, didn't I, once I get um, confirmed and ask him how to proceed? How to proceed with your faith life, Beth, because of the mental illness? Well, because people can say I'm crazy. If I say that God has healed me, they can say, oh, she's crazy. She's a mentally ill person. If she says God has healed her, then she's nuts. Well, because you know, that's what people have always said about me. Sure, Beth. You know, you let, know? Me, let me just offer a thought there. Um, you know, God it's, God heals. You know, one thing I, I you know, I, I have shared on this show that I, I've been through depression pretty seriously one time in my life for about a year. And I always compare, I always like to make the analogy between mental uh, suffering and physical suffering. If you break your arm, for example, 
Um, you go to the doctor, they set the bones, they put a cast on it, and they say, okay, in two weeks you can take the cast off, we'll put it in a, a sling or something. Two weeks after that, you can start lifting light thing. Two weeks after so that, there's this timetable of when you're going to be okay again and when you're going to be able to use that limb again. When you're going through mental illness, that's just simply not the case. You have no idea when it's going to lift, if it's going to lift, how it's going to lift. And so I really believe, though, that God heals. He, he does heal these kind of unseen illnesses that we have, especially brain health issues. And so I would just encourage you to take, you know, take ownership of that healing that you're talking about. It's not, I, w- I would never question that, uh, as you stated it there, and you, you said some people are going to think you're crazy for saying that, but that, I, that's not the case here with us. I really believe you, Beth, when you say that. And as far as what you should do to move ahead with, with a pastor or a priest, yeah, you mentioned going into what is now called OCIA, the Order of Christian Initiation for adults, the U.S. bishops changed that. Um, yeah, if you haven't talked to a priest already, definitely do it. Get involved in that OCIA. It's going to be very, I think that'll be additional healing that you will receive, and you'll be coming home. You know, you're going to, you're going to find that the, the Catholic Church is everything that uh, you're looking for, I really believe. So anyway, I hope some of that's helpful. Debbie, what do you think? The only thing I would add, Beth, is um, thank you for exploring your faith and, and going into... Um, OCIA uh, classes and and deepening your faith life. I would definitely um, talk to a priest, a pastor, a deacon, um, a lay leader at the parish, and just make sure that you feel comfortable with them and and, um, you can get some direction, some spiritual direction if you need it. Um, And Beth, the only other thing I would say is um, I've been coaching since the year 2000, life coaching, and I've been a catechist since 1989. And I will tell you, Beth, you know, many times I have been called crazy or fanatical or this or that. Um, That's why you'll hear me and Jerry knows this. I am not big on labels. I don't like labels. I, I, for many reasons, I've seen them do more harm than good. So all I would say, Beth, is as you get older, try to try to reject any labeling done to you. Just live your life the best you can. Like Jesus said, I came for you to have life and to have it to the full. That means in abundance. That means for you to experience everything, Beth, and more power to you. You sound like a beautiful soul, so keep going, okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, welcome. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening, and thanks for calling. Um, yeah, um, we're going to be praying for you, Beth, and we believe God's got you on a beautiful path. Um, I want to mention something quickly, Linda, before we go to you. Uh, Linda, hang on. I just wanted to tell you about EWTN Radio Essentials. You can listen for, the, for example, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, celebrated every two hours. Plus, you get rosaries, chaplets of divine mercy, the Stations of the Cross, and other devotionals every hour. And you can hear EWTN Radio Essentials on the EWTN app and at EWTN.com. And St. Dymphna is the great saint for brain health issues. So um, just remember that great saint. Okay, Linda, you've been waiting so patiently. You get our virtual patience award today, Linda. We're sending it to Cleveland, Ohio at our friends at The Rock. It's virtual, Linda, all in your imagination, but welcome to Take Two. Uh, Hello, guys. Hi, Linda. Hi. Um, I'm calling to tell you that... uh, I had it bad as a kid. Um, When I was born, I was born with epilepsy. And as a result, um, I was like uh, really overprotected and controlled. And um, 
as I grew a little bit older, um, and I did poor in school, I'd be called stupid and dumb and idiot and all that. And um, I I was really bad in um, high school. And um, my mom had convinced my brother and family that I'll never get to nowhere and I'll never be able to do anything and be on my own and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, well, I went to college. I got a job. And I got on my own, and everything was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, God has really blessed me abundantly. Mm-hmm. Also, I um, wanted, um, I got uh, surgery for uh, my brain. And I've been relatively um, under control with my seizures. Mm-hmm. And um, I also was labeled as, having uh, schizophrenia and all this other stuff. Uh, And then I saw another doctor who said, uh, nah, you're you're not uh, schizophrenic, no. And she changed my medicine and my um, paranoia and whatever else was bothering me changed. And I got healed of that, too. And... Uh, all this was happening to me and my family ever since uh, 85 have not talked to me. Mm. They have not talked to me. Quite a long time to hold a grudge, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was um, uh, 16 years old, uh, a couple of years, my sister-in-law she would buy me um, old lady stuff. And I would tell her, for my birthday, I would tell her I don't like it. I, I don't like it. This, this is for old ladies, this purse, you know, or something like that. And she would um, uh, ignore it. But the last time, the third time, she went and she says, I am never going to buy you a thing on your birthday again. Hmm. Now that was when I was 16. Sunday, I'm going to be 70. She didn't never get me nothing. Hmm. Well, but, but Linda, let me, let me just, let me just share something just from my heart to yours. I mean, what you have accomplished, what you have, um, you know, entered into to get yourself in a, a wonderful place in, in, a, in a healthy place. Wow. You are an amazing individual. Um, the reason why I say that is um, because I grew up with my mother's oldest brother, uh, one, one of her older brothers had um, uh, epilepsy. And so I grew up just having him as part of the family ever since I could, I could remember, you know, he was in our family and he was brilliant absolutely brilliant. My uncle was brilliant. Same thing happened to him. A lot of 
people were very overprotective. They thought he couldn't, you know, a- achieve certain things. And, and, and he overcame so much to be very accomplished and to develop his brilliant mind and to get his life in a place where, where he was productive. Linda, I have to tell you, you are a powerhouse of a person for me. The reason why I know that is because I grew up with someone who has had to deal with epilepsy and that's tough. And so I just want to say you're strong. You're awesome. Keep that um, outlook, keep that um, disposition, keep moving ahead, doing what you're doing and, and move, you know, uh, rejecting any type of, of labels or anything like that, because I think it just holds us back at this point. It's time we just break free and be the best we can be like you're doing. So way to go, Linda. I just had to say that to you because I know it, it, as soon as you started talking about epilepsy, I, I thought back to my uncle and I thought, wow, you know, he went through so much and I can just imagine what you went through. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank You're you welcome. welcome. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, wish what a had, great show. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, interesting uh, direction the show went today, but I think, you know, every day, uh, Debbie, when we do this show, you know, God's got something in mind mm-hmm. for the Take Two family and the listeners and mm-hmm. I think it's been a great conversation, and, uh, you know, hopefully all of you, again, as I said at the start of the show, um, how, however you feel appreciated or not by your, your immediate or extended family, hope, hopefully you feel appreciated here as part of the Take-Two mm-hmm. family. And if you want to reach Jerry, I know so many of you are trying to reach me through my uh, personal Facebook page and sending messages to Jerry, um, but you can send it to directly to him at seminaryjerry at gmail.com, correct? Mm-hmm. That is correct, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to be your um, your assistant, but um, they can reach you directly, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Seminary Jerry. So there might be some people saying, what is that all about? Well, you'll have to listen to our, what was the broadcast? Uh, August, we, 30, August 31st. August 30th. Or 30th. Unscripted. Yeah, unscripted for August, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am back in formation for the priesthood. Uh, thanks be to God, and I will accept your prayers. And I'm at the beautiful Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach, Florida, Diocese of Orlando, doing what they call a pastoral year so that they can get to know me better and I can get to know them. And if uh, if all lights, lights are green at the end of this year and God deems it to his will, then I'll be uh, probably in the seminary uh, for my third or third and fourth years of theology starting next year. So. Very cool. Very cool. And yeah. I noticed you're wearing your diocesan polo shirt. I, am, I hope yeah. they gave you more than one shirt, right? They Did gave they me give two. You? Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Okay. So tomorrow's show, folks, what is something difficult you are working on? That's what we're going to be asking mm. you tomorrow. So be thinking about it tonight and then call in tomorrow, right, Jer? That's right. And we, as always, want to thank the affiliates for carrying the program. If your local affiliate doesn't carry it live, you might want to give them a little bit of a phone call and ask them if they would do that. But we're happy if they play the encore or time shift our show. But for those of you who air it live, thank you so much. Thanks to Ace, Jeff, and Matt, the show team. And uh, for Debbie Giorgiani, I am Jerry Usher. We always want to wish you a beautiful and blessed day. And at the end of every show, we started this a couple years ago, we ask St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen.